0: okay hello and welcome everyone to episode seven can't believe we're already on again on episode seven of of rolling heavy we are yeah we are your super heavies i am uh darren aka big d joined as always by dustin the notorious bof how are you tonight my friend i'm doing well sir how are you I'm doing great, you know. All things considered, it was a pretty good week.
1: How are the uh, how are the shoulders feeling?
0: A little, little, little stiff. Little stiff. Yeah. <laughs> from from mm. uh, from the arm locks last night. Not gonna lie. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, you you locked them in pretty good. Plus a choke. So uh, you yeah. had you had a good night of rolling yesterday.
1: Yeah, it was a good night, man. I could either I was gonna put you to sleep or break your arm off. So. Or
0: or both. I mean. Yeah you you could you could really your... go either way from there.
1: it was I was either gonna break your arm or put you to sleep, so
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean it so yeah, last night was our first night back in the gym, um after about a week and a half, right we didn't we weren't yeah. able to make it last week, and then we did go monday uh this week, so uh yeah, just one class this week, but it was good, it felt good to get back in the gym um, it feels less good today.
1: <laughs> Which it usually does after a bit of a break, <laughs>
0: um, but you know the only only parts that's uh, really sore. Like I feel good, like I, I've got energy and everything, but um, my my shoulders uh, don't like getting cranked on. That's it's not good. I am not. Your body's I
1: feel like you were at the gym.
0: I I am not Gumby in in my shoulders. I can't I can't uh, take the the strain quite as well as you can.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I mean, there was some, like, I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm a super tough guy, um, which I am, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> uh, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> I mean, why would I say that? I'm humble. Of course. Um, Quite. No, I quite humble. I am mean, I'm, I'm feeling it. I feel it. A, I feel it in my shoulders, for sure. Um, Like, I can definitely feel it in my shoulders, too. Um, not so much down in, in the elbow area, but. My shoulders know that they were, they were put in a way that they weren't supposed to be put in. So,
0: yeah, and I, I, I struggled last night with, uh, with the move. So, so everybody knows we did. Uh, it was our very first time. I've never even heard of this armbar. It's called the violin. Uh, so essentially, you, uh, we practiced it doing, doing it from uh, full guard. So from your back, hmm. uh, which is good because that's. Where I need to work, as we talked about last week, I, I need work from the guard. Um, but where you basically you, you break their grips and take one of their hands and you essentially put it beh- behind your head off to the side of your head and you shrimp out and then that's just a, a nice easy way to kind of isolate the arm and start to crank on it.
1: Um, yeah, I've, I've seen it and been called other things, so I can't remember the name right now. That's the first time I've heard it as a as the arm by I've 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 never heard of that before. I like the move looked very familiar from obviously being some of the YouTubes that I've watched. Yeah, uh, but the name wasn't different. I mean, I don't know if this is a if this is a gym name for it or if this is a. I've never been called that. I mean, obviously there's a million different names for the same different move, but that was. A, I've seen the move. I haven't heard of it been called that before. But now I actually have. Oh, cool. The ar- Now I can. If I wanted to study it more, I can actually. Okay, the arm violin.
0: Right. Yeah. And I and I, I looked it up today and there's there's quite a few videos of uh, the violin. And I actually stumbled across one where uh, um our professor w- was demonstrating with uh, somebody else in a, another gym, which was pretty cool to see a couple of years ago. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know recognize it at first. And then uh, he sat up and I'm like, hey, that's our guy. That's that's our guy. <laughs> Although it, it did feel pretty good last night when uh, I did it and I was able to lock it in and then I I look up and then Johnny just gives me the thumbs up. I was like thumbs up, like yeah. It was a little boost yeah. in my my spirits because I was struggling yesterday.
1: Well, and 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 he's legit. So if he gives yes. you the thumbs up, you did it right.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and speaking of legit. um you know we were talking about last week uh we got into a little bit of the history of uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu and i was talking about you know it's, it's got a pretty interesting past and it's it's a relatively new at least brazilian jiu-jitsu i should say a relatively new martial art um and we got a question from a listener uh, david who you know wanted us to to dive in a little deeper to you know the history of brazilian jiu-jitsu and You know, maybe how some of these moves got their names. And so, yeah, that's going to be our topic for this. You know, this is the history, according to us, and our research um, of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Whatever
1: Google has told us.
0: Yes, whatever. I mean, we've got quite a bit of stuff from from Gracie places. So I I feel like it's got to have a little bit of validity to it. If but, it's got
1: a Gracie name. It's it's it, there's probably it's it's got a pretty hardcore ethos. So yes, I would say yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But you know, speaking about, about uh, being legit, um, you know, and and with Johnny. So if we were ever to, I was we were talking about it earlier today, and if we were to ever get our black belts, so if we stick around long enough and end up getting our black belts, um, would basically be able to trace our our training lineage if you that's what you want to call it directly back to um the the, the founders of of jujitsu um you know and it, it's it's not very long um you know our professor learned from uh pedro Sauer, who got his black belt directly from Rickson gracie and helio gracie uh rixon is Pretty sure he's the son of Helio. He's either the son of Helio or or Carlos. I don't remember which one. Um, Yeah. And then there's Carlos Gracie and then uh, Matsuyo Maeda. So that's that's pretty cool to say. So if we we stick around doing this for another, I don't know, 10 years and we we finally get to, to put that black belt around our waist. Mm-hmm. we'll be able to to trace yeah. it all the way back to kind of the foundings which I think is pretty cool I, I, I don't know if I don't know if a lot of people can say that so I I, I don't know I, I thought it was pretty cool to see
1: no that is cool to see and that's just it too and it's like and, and you you mentioned his name it's right like and he's like he is like like Carlos and Helio turned it into what is Brazilian Jiu Jitsu uh is more of a what I got a judokan
0: like a judo guy judoka yeah so yeah this is yeah I, I it's a good point to just like jump right in so yeah maeda was a, a japanese you know judoka a, a jiu-jitsu practitioner um it's a a little bit different than than how uh brazilian jiu-jitsu is um you know it 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 focused on mostly you know takedowns and you know cranking arms and, and that kind of stuff. Um, something I learned while doing some research is it's it's pretty well believed that the that jujitsu was uh, an alternate form of fighting for samurai because it was an unarmed form of combat for samurai, and the the thought is uh, with it. Having one origin, I guess in Japan there are a couple of other uh, martial arts that have similar styles that started around, but uh, I think it's pretty readily accepted that uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and Maeda in this form came from you know Japan and has its history through Japan. But, you know, when, you know, Samurais, they would, you know, eventually, you know, get disarmed or they're, you know, in hand-to-hand combat with another person that's in heavy armor, you know, punching and kicking, not real effective, right? Not so much. <laughs> if I've got heavy armor on and you've got heavy armor on, if I punch you in the chest, like, it's not really going to do anything, you know, might as well just be shadow boxing at that point, right? Yes,
1: Yes. just punch, 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 punch. That, 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 you feel that?
0: Now, now I'm tired from punching in this yeah. suit of armor.
1: Yeah, just can you take that off real quick?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so they needed an alternate form to fight, and um, and, so they they developed this the jujitsu, um, which it, it funnily enough uh, stands for the gentle art. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but. It doesn't, it doesn't feel gentle. It does
1: not feel gentle. <laughs>
0: um, that's
1: what I was doing. I was by choking. I was just rocking
0: you to sleep. Yep, that's all. Just I took a yep. nice little nap, gentle nap. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the idea was to to have these you know elite samurai when you know they're eventually in hand to hand combat without a weapon, be able to still be effective. So it was focused on. You know, taking your opponent to the ground not so much on striking and then focusing you know fragile points of the body which are your joints that's where all of the you know your locks and everything come from so that being said uh, you know obviously it developed through the years with the samurai and and whatnot but then uh it was a, a pretty well established uh martial art in japan and there was a, a very prominent school that taught jujitsu. jitsu um, Also, here it jujutsu. Uh, there's a couple of different pronunciations for it, or pronunciations. And this uh, Mitsuyo, Mitsuyo Maeda, I'm just going to call him Maeda because I'm going to butcher the, the rest of his name.
1: Maeda easier. <laughs> Maeda,
0: yes. Uh, I'm going to change what I call him here in a little bit, but we'll, we're, we're getting there. Yeah, um, <laughs>
1: Can't jump, the, can't put the nope. cart before the horse. No, so no. Nope, nope. Got to
0: tell the story. <laughs> so he was he was a prominent instructor uh, of jiu jitsu uh, in Japan at a, at a very, very high end academy. So he decided uh, he wants to travel to America and he wants to bring, you know, jiu jitsu with him. There were also, obviously, there were other, you know, famous judokas and, and people that did jiu jitsu and, um, I think in like 1904, uh, Teddy Roosevelt trained with a guy named uh, Yamashito. So there was already some familiarity of of uh, jujitsu in U.S. Sorry, I went off in a little bit of a tangent. I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, no, so, just, I
1: mean it's in that it, it's you know it's like it, it was here, but it wasn't like yeah, it's, it was it, here.
0: it Wasn't like popular. You know, it people knew of it, but didn't really know it.
1: I guess. Yeah, it's like the old Jack. It's like it's like Jack in the Box. It's it's around or at least it used to. It's not it's not McDonald's. Like it's around. Yeah. But not everybody knows about it.
0: I mean, I see commercials for it all the freaking time, so I feel like there should be some out there, right? Yep. <laughs> um So he decides he he wants to you know, to bring it over and come over to America. Um so on his way he he makes stops he he goes through you know england he goes through belgium he goes through spain and challenges absolutely anyone and everyone any size you know any weight class any martial art to fight and wins and and wins handily um uh, the stories say he that he had thousands of fights throughout these years that you know traveling from Japan over into America and was undefeated. He would take on anybody and just was able to just readily defeat them, take them down, and win. No issues. So, um,
1: which let's be let's be honest that's probably that's probably several hundred, but still.
0: Yes. I mean, if mean see a,
1: if you see a fighter with a record of two hundred and fifty yeah. you're like, Wow. Well, okay, he probably is maybe yeah. semi decent of what uh, at is, what yeah. At what he does.
0: <laughs> and I think even more impressive, like he was a little guy. Like he was five foot five and maybe like hundred and forty pounds. So he was a a, a, a real little guy. Um in taking on people much taller much heavier and using the jiu-jitsu techniques able to to easily beat him Um, uh, while he was in spain um, he had a a particular string of victories um, and the people in spain dubbed him count coma um i tried I tried really hard to find why exactly he he was given that name, but um, there's no krill, no real evidence. Um, I can only guess is he put a lot of people to sleep.
1: That's what I (laughs) that's what I saw is he put he kept putting people to sleep in comas, right? And so you know you do that once, cool. You do that a hundred times, okay? And yeah, right. yeah and count coma now i think is like a, kind of a standard jiu-jitsu term right it's he got and it's actually like a finish it's like that's what they'll say he, oh he got count coma like so he got put to sleep so that's like instead of like a pin like i think judo uses a pin and stuff like that sometimes you just get count coma
0: yeah <laughs> you just, just take a little nappy <laughs> um so yeah, so he he gets this nickname Count Coma. He eventually makes it to America. He he does fights here. He challenged a very famous boxer, but they never got back to him. The boxer never got back to him. Uh, so he never ended up actually uh, having a fight with this very famous boxer. Um, so they, he he works his way through America and then eventually finds his way to Brazil. Uh, while he's in brazil there was a a very famous uh, capoeira fighter um who was probably double his size um and uh he challenged him to a fight and this is this is one of the first times that the uh Jitsu is being i guess showcased in brazil um and this uh capoeira fighter he lets him you know use a knife he like he's so confident he lets him you know bring a weapon and everything and even though he's double his size just wins disarms the guy puts him down and i think they said they he they beat he beat him in about six minutes i think is is yeah. what's what's pretty pretty well agreed on is he beat this big guy he disarmed him and uh, won the fight in six minutes just pretty impressive for a, a five foot five guy, you know, hundred forty pounds beating somebody double his size.
1: Basically, yeah, fighting someone that's what I—I I, he was like six one or six two and two hundred plus pounds. I mean, he was not a small. No,
0: he he was a very very large man.
1: Very large and quite a bit, you know, probably quite a bit stronger. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. And you know, beat him like no issues. You know, six minutes to to beat somebody that big um just the the amount of sheer i guess like, even just exhausting trying to move somebody around that's got you know 80 pounds on you ridiculously hard um but it just it, it spoke to the techniques and forms of jujitsu and how they could be effective against anyone you don't have to be bigger than them you know it doesn't matter um it's it's all about leverage and and using your body to, to get their body to do what you want it to do right mm-hmm. you know so eventually like he he's in he's in brazil for for a little while and eventually uh a young you know teenage carlos gracie sees made a fight um at the time the uh the gracie family i think their uh their father was a, a pretty prominent businessman i think he might have been a politician uh, but he was he was pretty well known around uh, where they grew up and he had actually met Maeda and were friends so uh, after Carlos saw Maeda fight he was like I gotta learn this right so because his father had that connection with Maeda, Maeda agrees to train Carlos so Carlos Gracie just takes to Jiu Jitsu and um, dives in headfirst and just and just keeps keeps going and keeps going and he gets so into it that he starts to teach his siblings um i think there were like eight brothers or something at the time uh so
1: yeah
0: so sounds familiar yeah so so really really big family um but uh helio who i think was the the smallest of all the brothers
1: he was i yeah he was quite a bit
0: smaller by by a pretty big big margin
1: yeah he was not the he was not he was not he was probably about my out of size if that
0: um but uh, he just like he had this natural ability for it he picked it up um and was was really a true innovator and uh he made a a, a lot of these, these technical innovations and basically it got to a point where it had become Different enough from, you know, the traditional Japanese jujitsu, that, um, you know, as he was teaching it, you know, it it got, you know, that it was Brazilian jujitsu. This was the the Gracie style jujitsu, um, which is which is kind of where you know Brazilian jujitsu was born, and that's you know that's why you know helio is is credited with being the the godfather of brazilian jiu-jitsu he wasn't he wasn't the first you know brazilian to learn jiu-jitsu but uh he had so many innovations that he i mean he really had to make because he was so small right he couldn't he couldn't do all of the techniques that even maeda could do um and You know he had to to make these adaptations and innovations in order to get himself uh better in order to 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 win these fights and you know that's that's kind of how brazilian jiu-jitsu evolved from you know the the traditional japanese jiu-jitsu style um and then i mean from there he kind of uh took in you know the, the fight mentality and he was was doing the same same thing him and Carlos actually challenging everybody anyone and anywhere you know we want to mm-hmm. fight we mm-hmm. wanna you know we're gonna win and they did uh yeah. pretty 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 handily as well and I think um you know the 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 biggest kind of boom to the sport at least the from at least in my opinion um and where it really started to gain more i guess n- mainstream notoriety was when the ultimate fighting championship first uh-huh. first happened right um right? yeah and, and, yep, and if anybody's watched the first three ultimate fighters um uh, or not ultimate fighters ultimate fighting championships um you see uh, uh hoist gracie just put on a clinic um, he's going up against all different ty- types of fighters. He was he was the smallest guy. He was, and that's the like funny thing is he was um, the smallest contender in the the UFC series. Uh, and you have
1: to fi- and you have to look at it too. Back then, back when the, Uf- the UFC started, it was a tournament style. It wasn't yep. broken down into weight classes and everything no. kind of like it's more of an organized fighting combat sport now, where it's like. It yeah, was, you know, broken down into weight. Class. It's like it's a tournament, man. If you weigh 120 pounds and you fight a guy that's 400 pounds, you fight a guy that's 400 it, pounds. Right. Yeah, there's
0: <laughs> pretty much. And, and like there there were very little rules. It was, um, I mean, bare knuckles. No biting. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, no, no biting, obviously. But fish hooking. yeah, but no you, eye
1: gouging, you but could go no bare
0: hook. knuckles if you wanted to go bare knuckles. You could rap if you wanted to rap. Um, yeah. but <laughs> are you, are you going to give me some bars? Is, is that what I got going on? That's all I got. That's okay. Right. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, and, and he was small, like he was smaller than everybody else, which kind of was kind of a running theme for early jujitsu is these were, you know, small guys able to dominate bigger and stronger opponents. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the, the videos are out there. I, I highly recommend go and go and watch, you know, UFC one, two, and three and watch, you know hoist gracie work and that's kind of at least in my opinion where it's kind of catapulted into a little more mainstream and now i mean i i had no idea about it until i started watching you know ufc you know years ago mm-hmm. um when i was like okay yeah this is this is really cool and i always liked the guys that were you know on the ground but you know you know, looking back through the the history of it, and there's there's a, a lot more. This is a, a pretty a pretty brief kind of history of jujitsu. Um, there's a there's a lot of interesting things that happened. I know you're gonna cover one of them, um, with one of Helios' fights. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's it it's it's crazy. And then you know, now looking up, I can, I can go to, you know any state in the U S and almost any city. And I can find some place that does jujitsu or teaches jujitsu has, you know, a jujitsu class, um, fairly readily. Right. And I, you know, I, I gotta, sure. gotta credit that back to, you know, Carlos and Helio, you know, making it what it is. And then, you know, kind of the, the bigger boom with, uh, ultimate fighting, and then, you know, Hoist Gracie kind of bringing it to the mainstream. Because this ultimate fighting was something crazy. It's like, oh, it's not boxing, it's not wrestling. Like, what is this? It's, it, no,
1: it's, yes. This is basically, this is basically it, honestly, when I first saw it, I'm like, this is like the gladiators of ancient Rome.
0: Yeah, for real. Like, it, it drew, like, that
1: like, Actually, it was Thunderdome. Two men enter, yeah, one, leaves. leaves. Pretty much.
0: Kind of, you know what it was. Yeah, and oh, yeah. yeah, it was it's crazy, and you know the the funny thing about that first UFC is they didn't want to let Hoist fight like his uh it was like who is this like and he does what now and like they saw they they like his card and he was you know a smaller fighter and they just they didn't want to let him fight but uh, because it wasn't a, a big spectacle that it is now like it, they eventually settled on it and because they, they saw his his fight record as, as being you know, it was like two hundred and oh, or something like that. Yeah, no, he had fought
1: several hundred fights by that point in time. Yeah.
0: yeah, something, something ridiculous like that, and they're like, "All right, well, if he's really two hundred and 0, prove it." Yeah,
1: and I think too, and kind of what I mentioned a couple of weeks ago or a couple episodes ago, what Stephen Bonner and Forrest Griffin did for the UFC. Yeah, I think Hoist Gracie in the UFC did it it did the same thing for jujitsu
0: yeah i i, I, what, what I agree bonner, with that for so sure
1: what what steven bonner and forrest griffin did for the ufc obviously like hey man you got to watch this thing
0: right you have to watch. <laughs> and, obviously, that brawl.
1: and obviously this is probably gosh that would have been what maybe ufc 10 ish maybe i mean it was still pretty new yes um but it you know by that point in time, they had weight classes and it was more of a civilized fighting, you know, as as civilized as you can get with a six ounce glove and uh-huh. choking and choking and punching, you know. But, you know, I think what Hoyce Gracie did for Jiu Jitsu entering the UFC, because even still, the people in the UFC were like, we don't even what are you even talking about? Like, what is this? You know, OK, we have wrestlers. You're yeah. so wrestler, you're a grappler, right? Well, we have a wrestler. Are you a wrestler? We have shoot fighters. Are you a shoot fighter? What are you?
0: Right. <laughs> you
1: know? and he's like, no, oh, I'm, a, I'm a jiu-jitsu practitioner.
0: Practice, yeah. Okay. Gracie jiu-jitsu.
1: Don't get killed. And then I'm the, he, and he's the champion, right? Champion one and two, I believe.
0: I think he did three, too. Or it might have. I think three. There's a little controversy with three and him I and Ken Shamrock.
1: Three, him and Ken Shamrock. I don't know if they called it a draw.
0: I think it ended up being a draw, but there's some controversy kind of back and forth there.
1: Yeah, that's that's a controversial decision. Like, yeah. But, you know, look at it. Make your own decision. But regardless, Hoist Gracie won UFC 1 and UFC 2 flat out. And, you know, all he did was he never threw a punch. You didn't see him throw a punch.
0: Nope, a, a couple of it. check kicks and in, in that kind yep. of stuff, but that's it.
1: Yeah, he wait for them to throw a punch, catch the punch, and then take it to the ground.
0: Yeah. yeah, and yeah, so and and you know, and I think you know, from there, it just it gained more and more and more notoriety as the UFC got bigger, because that was kind of the, for those who who are weren't already in martial arts and weren't already familiar with it, like I guess that was kind of the foil that brought. A lot of these martial arts styles to the mainstream, right? Yep. And so, yeah, because
1: I mean, yeah, because UFC one, UFC two, it's like it's bar fighters, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> you look at it, Tank Abbott, Tank Abbott, that dude's just a dude that if he will, he'll he'll beat anybody in the bar
0: <laughs> for uh, sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you want to fight? Do you? And it's a, it's a bar situation. Tank Abbott's
0: gonna take you down,
1: but he didn't do super great in the UFC because there was actual trained fighters.
0: Right. Yeah, and and right. so yeah, but from there I mean like the the popularity the, popular, the, the popularity just kind of to grow it has just kind of grown from there. Um so uh and, and the, the reason that that spawned like this whole conversation in the first place was, you know, a in our gym we have a picture of Helio Gracie. Uh you know ab- above all the mirrors and stuff and it's just hanging up in the gym kind of overlooking the mats and everything and as we've watched videos you noticed one that it's like hey there's that That was kind of cool they had the, the same kind of the same picture up there and then we just kind of started yeah. to, to talk about it a little bit so yeah you'll probably see helio in most
1: in most jiu-jitsu gym jiu-jitsu gyms
0: yeah so so very cool i, I there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff that i just kind of glossed over just because i could sit and talk about this for probably hours with how many things happened and you know we want to try to keep this to about an hour or so um but i I highly recommend if it if if it's interesting to you you know go back and actually you know look up the history of uh uh meta and you know carlos and helio as as they kind of you know made their way you know from you know their their perspective places and around and some of the fights and crazy stuff that they had it's it's super interesting i'm i'm a history nerd as it is anyways so hmm. looking into the history for something that i love to do just i mean it it's something that's that's fun for me so if that's not your thing uh, i i get it but yeah I, it's i highly recommend going back because there's a there's a lot of really cool interesting things that kind of happen along the way yeah for sure that being yeah, said it's one of those things too
1: it's like a, i mean it's there's a lot of rabbit holes you can fall down to yes yeah
0: yeah and and one of those rabbit holes um that i i've, I've gone down a couple of times is why is this move called this you know some yes. of them have have very you know very very specific names like why like who decided to call it like yesterday like why is this called the the violin yeah. You know why? Why is it an Americana, or why is it a, you know, a, a triangle? Why is it this? There's so many. Um. Like so why is it this?
1: What? Yeah. Yeah. Why is it this? Why is it this? Well, why is it also called? Why is it called this? And also this? And also this? Why does it have five <laughs> different? Names? Right. Right. New. Can we just standardize the name and call it this thing? Like, um too and i think too and um it's because a lot of the moves a lot of the moves obviously um like i was talking about we talked about our favorite moves a couple of weeks ago um you know i said my favorite the the moves i like so far um, cuz i like cuz i'm a, i'm a kind of a guard i'm a guard worker i like to work off of my back
0: i think uh, i think after last night i might be starting to convert you to a side control guy
1: I might, I, I, well, I, that's, where I, <laughs> that's, where I do, that's where I do my key lock from too, though. True. So I'm kind of a guard, guard, um, side control guy, because because um, the moves that I'm into the kimura, the americana, and the um, the triangle choke, right? Right. And I think I think one of the reasons just why the universe was like, hey, you like the kimura and you like the americana because technically they're they're called the big man moves yes right right, America, right. Mar- americana and kimura are called the big man moves because they're very much a leverage move so and there's two, two and there's two reasons why they call they're the big man move, right if you're a big man like me yeah like like darren yep uh a lot of weight on a le- on on a tiny joint that's 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 a quick tap out
0: right it, there. it hurts real bad I you can it. I and can it says... att- I can attest to this. A lot of weight on a little <laughs> joint hurts a whole lot.
1: Yeah, like fat man in a little coat is just like fat man on a tiny joint. It's yeah. it's it doesn't work out very well. Fat and... man
0: sitting on your elbow.
1: Yep. And so it's called a big Man. And you don't have to honestly you don't have to get in this funky bending position to do it. You know, the Kamura you can easily break it in from the back. Right? It's either right. and you can describe it. You can describe Disguise,
0: disguise the Kimura.
1: Disguise the Kimura. Like, oh, I'm just going to go for a bump sweep. Nope. haha. Now you're in a Kimura. Good night. Or,
0: you know. Um, it hurt so bad I fell asleep, right?
1: It hurt so bad <laughs> I fell asleep. Pain <laughs> for me to sleep.
0: Good night. <laughs> yep. So wow. good, night.
1: Good, night, good night to your joint. Um,
0: your Kimura is so good, it's also a choke.
1: It's, yeah, that's how good I am on the Kimura. <laughs> it's a Kimura choke. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I ran... I... Haven't you ever been put to sleep by someone ranking on your shoulder? Duh. It happens all the time. Right? <laughs> just just watch. You remember the iron claw? Iron cheek? Yep. Iron claw? On the shoulder? Basically the same thing. You can pass out from pain, and that's what I do. If you don't tap or I don't hear you tap, you'll right, right. I'll be like, hey, he, I, I didn't feel a tap. So, um. But that's the reason I like kind of like those two moves, um, just because you know they are the big man moves. And like I was gonna say, big man move because you don't have to be crazy flexible to do it. Right. You can really get it from you can get them both from kind of a lot of different positions. Um, you can even you can get the key lock from um, from guard as well or half guard. Um, I'm not good enough to get it from there yet, so that's why I like the side control to do it. That's kind of the one way that I know how to do it right now. Yep. Um, but with it being a good move for a bigger practitioner, it's also good for a smaller practitioner, Maeda, Helio, obviously two great examples, because they can use that move on a larger opponent because it's all about leverage. So yep. They they don't have to be super strong to to lock in a key lock or a Kimura on a bigger opponent. Because it's just all about leverage, just getting your body in the right spot. And even if they only have 120 – of their 140-pound frame, they're only putting maybe 20 pounds on a joint. That's that your shoulder joint's not made to just hold 20 pounds and get cranked at the same time. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like a – so it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Yeah. You know, it's good for big men. It's also to use great against bigger opponents. So – um, but, and with that, um, so the Kimura lock has obviously been, obviously the Kimura and the Americana, very similar moves. However, the Kimura has been around for quite a bit longer than the Americana. Americana kind of started getting popularity, um, like in the early sixties, like as it was moving through, um, Brazil by like the, the judo practitioners and the professional wrestlers, Yep, they would use it in their, like in their matches and stuff like that. And it was like, oh, Hey, what's that? You know, what's that move? What's that move? move um basically and, you know catch wrestlers and stuff like that's like well that's kind of like a kimura only on the side right so the um so the americana has a kind of a, a newer kind of is newer of the moves is, is right kind of the f- quote-unquote fresher move um, <laughs> so there's not one person there's not one person that's really um given the credit to Hey, it's my move, and that's why it's called the Americana, or right. why it's called the key lock. It's called the key lock. The reason why it's called the key lock because it looks like you're putting a key into the lock, and then turning it. So that's kind of why it's called a key lock.
0: Yeah, I guess um, I guess that makes sense if you get their arm up. Yeah, I I, I could see yeah. that.
1: So it's a key. But you're putting the key in the lock, and then you're turning the key, and then so that's why the key lock. Americana. I'm not sure why they call it an Americana. Um, I don't know if it's because when it started, you know. Being moved over here to the United States, and then it was, you know, by cat trashlers and stuff like that. I'm not 100% sure why it's called the Americana, but anyway, the whole base of the key lock is it looks like a key and a lock, so it's the key lock. Um, but like I said, that one's pretty new. Um, the Camara, on the other hand, has been around for quite a bit of time. Yeah. Um, if you go to the old, what is it, the old German shoot um, fighting manuals from like 1520s there's a version of the kimura in there um and then like in the early 1920s um wrestlers would call it the catch wrestlers would call it the double wrist lock so that it was it's the kimura but it they called it the double wrist lock um and then and then there's a gentleman named um robin reed who decided i want to, i want to make famous i want to make this move famous and i want to be famous for using this move and he actually won the 1924 paris olympics using basically the double wrist lock which is the kimura right right um, right so so he so he's like i want to make this move pop i want to make this move my move and i'm going to do that however it was still just a it was a it was a wrestling move so didn't really it just stayed the double wrist lock it didn't get moved to like the name Kimura or anything like that. obviously with his name being robin reed right. it's not going to be changed to the Kimura. but however and there's where it ties into Helio um so um Helio was challenged by um another judoka master um his name uh Masahiko Kamura hmm and then so you
0: don't say
1: i don't you don't say so and this is about 1951 so he challenges he challenges julio again um uh kimura quite a bit bigger quite a bit bigger than helio um but one of the things in the gym and one of the things that is is the kind of the pedro sour kind of this is kind of the the kind of the creed of a black belt is indomitable spirit, right? Right. Right. And so in this fight with uh with Masahiko Kimura and Helio um they go they do their rolling and Kimura gets Helio in the Kimura and he doesn't tap. He never taps, he never taps, never taps. Ends up ends up breaking his arm. And they separate. They Come back, and Helio's like, Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. You know, they do right. like, I think they were, doing, they were doing six minute rounds at this time. Round two, they go in, they start fighting again, roll around, roll around, roll around. Masha, uh, Masha gets Helio in the arm lock or the Kimura again and breaks his other arm. At that point, Carlos is like, Nope, let's throw in the towel. I am not. Uh, this <laughs> is not <that. laughs> no, it's, it's over, man. <laughs> It's over man and so that's the indomitable spirit of Helio you know, not he's like I will not tap out I will not tap I will not tap and mind you this is in Brazil this is yes this, this it's... Is an outside competitor outside competitor in Brazil and about 200,000 spectators watching this fight and yeah the fight.
0: the biggest fight in jiu-jitsu history at that point and yep was the only championship fight to ever be held outside of Japan so it was. This was massive at the time.
1: Yes. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm not. I will not. I will not tap. And he was like, Fine, break my arms. And they did. He broke his arms. Yeah. <laughs> so they throw the tap. But still, and that's kind of, and there you go. And then and that's kind of another thing, you know, of one of the things why Helio is the grandfather of Jiu-Jitsu. It's like, I mean. Did he, he lost, but did he lose?
0: I mean, you know, yeah,
1: well, and that opened up.
0: It opened up everything from there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and the, the, the crazy thing about that is Kimura was a lot bigger than him.
1: A lot bigger. You, can, lo- so you can find that fight. You can find that fight on YouTube and you can see, you can I mean, see the
0: size difference. He's big.
1: That's a, that's a, that's a thick fella.
0: I mean, yeah. That is a
1: big dude
0: well and, yeah and and even going into that fight because you know Helio was helio was winning all of these fights and then he challenged kimura right and initially kimura is like no i, I don't want to fight you like you you can't even beat one of my crew so he he sends out his number two who just happened to also be like the number two you know jujitsu guy in the world mm-hmm. uh, and helio beats him uh, i i think he submitted him in like six minutes and at that point, Kamara's like, "All right, well, I have to now, you yeah, know." That's and that's my number
1: two. You beat my number two. Okay, fine.
0: But yeah, and yeah, it's just crazy. Like if you, if you actually go and, and look at the video, uh, the the size difference. And I've seen like they they've played up the size difference a little bit, but uh, there's like, no, he had eighty pounds on him, and I see the two of them next to each other. I'm like, I could totally see eighty pounds between those two.
1: Oh for sure, yeah,
0: yeah. It, it, yeah, it was crazy.
1: I mean, height wise, maybe I mean maybe an inch or two, but just weight and not and not and and when we say weight difference, like
0: he wasn't fat Kimura, by any means.
1: Kamara was not a chubby fella. No, Kamara wasn't. Kamara didn't have a a gravy boat. Like he was, he was an in shape, thick dude.
0: Yes. Like,
1: like he had like a he he had a bodybuilder he had a
0: bodybuilder body, day, a power body. Lifter yeah
1: well a powerlifter build right like he wasn't super cut but you could tell the dude was pretty rock solid yes yeah yeah and it, if you, I mean you put that move on anybody with and if you and you have any a little bit of strength it's and that's why and that's why we we say we, that's one of the things is what's it being a good Training partner, yes. Taking it slow, and especially when you're doing a move like the Kimura, yes, you're putting it's you you can you put so much pressure on a joint so fast that if you just go to be the Spazzy White Belt and you just know that you have it, and then you're like crank it on, dude. You're 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 hurting somebody. Your training partner's out of training for probably two or three months because they gotta go get. That they have to go get their shoulder
0: reattached. Yeah, you know? the their rotator cuff is just gone.
1: Yeah, and who knows if they come back, you know, rotator cuffs are career
0: enders, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I, I I can see that's yeah, I've having been in a Kimura or two, it hurts a lot. A, a lot of yeah, a matter. lot of leverage on a very small point. Um and it's real easy to put more leverage on it. Mm-hmm
1: and it's a good move too and i like it it's just a good move it's it's one of the easier moves to kind of get the get the tech, get the yeah. the basic movement of obviously there's like tiny little details you need to work out you know um and it's a good transition move you know yeah
0: well you can set it up from everywhere like there there's yeah. literally a camera set up from every single position
1: yeah you set up a Kamura, set up a Kamura, set up camera oh, well and then go you know what, well, okay, well, I don't have that. Well, okay, well, go for the straight arm bar, you know, or yeah. go for a traditional arm bar. Do something. If you can't get, if you can't get, if you can't get the Kimura based off the way they move, because now they're defending, well, you know, but that's leaving me the arm. Well, that's, well, now I have a triangle, actually, so I'm going to do the triangle.
0: Yeah, well, and the thing is, is if you can get into a Kimura position where you've actually got their hind, their arm behind their back, it's almost impossible to get out of.
1: Yeah, like there's no way. Like when we had one of the professors the other week, the when we were learning kind of the camera or you know a different way to get into the camera. Um, and and he you know he's quite a bit smaller than I. I you know yeah he's probably what I would say maybe hundred one maybe one sixty if that I'd say probably one hundred sixty pounds. You know. Hmm. Um. But when he got in the position and he's on me, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's ways to try to move out of it. But once it's locked in, it's there's no place I could go. Yeah, you're
0: you're and just you're thoroughly controlled at that point. I can't
1: go forward because if I go forward, my you're arm just, is going back farther. <laughs>
0: you're just gonna pull your arm out of the socket.
1: Uh, so I can't I can't roll forward. If I roll back, he's blocking me from like There's no place that I can go. So,
0: no. Yeah, like once you get yeah. there, you're you're pretty much done. Just get ready yeah. to tap, you just hope that yeah. they don't have it the way they they need to, and they can't crank on you, so just go
1: yeah, they can, hopefully it's not on as good, and you can just you can survive long enough for them to make a mistake or get tired and try to let it go, yep, yeah, yeah but too, and one of the other and the other move that. I wanted to talk about was which was the first one I put on actual good choke I put on you yesterday. You did the triangle,
0: and it wasn't the even triangle. a full triangle, but you choked the hell out of me like the
1: triangle. like finally, obviously we were we were working on the um the arm violin yesterday and um trying to learn to transition if they do this, then here's your triangle choke. And so we practice on the tri- the transfer from
0: the the violin the, uh, to the, the, the violin triangle,
1: to the, to the triangle, and I, I know we've tried a bunch of times to get tri- to get triangles, and I just have never been able to really get it in. But yesterday it sunk in, and it was just—I mean, it just—it was good, and and even or were like you didn't even have to squeeze. Like once you put up, like I could feel it. Then you squeeze, and I was like, I'm gonna be done.
0: Yeah, and, I was like, I'm going to sleep real soon if I don't tap.
1: And it's good, and it's good because if you don't, you have about nine seconds. And and then you're done and then you're like unconscious. So yeah. if you want to well, fight it, fight, fight it for 7 and then tap out at 8.
0: So well, and then the look on, f- f- the t- look t- on t- your the look on your face t- last t- night as I was tapping yeah. and you're like, "Wait, huh?" <laughs> like you I were surprised. You weren't even in fully in position yet and and then you no, finally I let go. Like,
1: like it looked good. it looked tight. It looked a lot tighter than it had ever been. Um at least that I've ever been able to get on you. Like yeah. it looked tight and I'm like, "Hey, maybe i have it and then you're like then then you tap and i'm like what did i do it wow, where's, where's my star where's my stripe i did it where's my stripe
0: yep i'll give you the thumbs up i give you the thumbs up for what it's worth you get my thumbs up
1: hey you know what and you got a thon you got a thumbs up from johnny that's basically me getting a thumbs up from johnny i'm gonna take it
0: hey, hey i got my gold star i feel good
1: yeah yeah so i'll take it um but just to kind of break down a little bit of the history of that of the triangle, obviously it's a triangle choke because as you put your legs across the um, the shoulders of your opponent, it forms a triangle, right? Right. Legs kind of go out at an angle and then they meet at the kind of at a um, at a point behind their head where they're kind of horizontal. So your that space looks like a triangle, a triangle choke. Yep. Um, you know. And this one, this one, not not a ton. Again, still kind of, definitely not around as long as the Kimura. Not five hundred years old, um, but we got about maybe about a hundred years old. Um, again, usually uh, originally a judo move, um, a judo move, um, and I'm gonna butcher. They call it a Senkaku Hime. Um, that's what they call it in June in judo. So that that sounds
0: a- dirty it is dirty welcome to rolling heavy after dark (laughs) (laughs) press one later okay yep there's there's always one there's always one
1: (laughs) there's always one it was later in the day but there it is um you're welcome Uh, Anyway, so yeah, so originally a Judo move um, kind of really um, again, everything, the origin the origin kind of unknown where did it truly start, you know, where when, how, why but the kind of the first kind of registered in a competition move um, was in 1941 um, by a what was he, a uh, another uh a judo competition a ja- yeah. japanese judo uh, what are the, the judokans um uh now the yachibi Kenamitsu and his apprentice Masaru Hayakawa. so i'm sorry if they're still if they're listening i apologize for butchering your name Butch- butchering your names there yeah
0: there you go um
1: so, there, so they so they kind of they kind of broke broke it into competition in the you know in the 1920s. But then really the worst kind of where it got more popular, especially in like in America, is um, when it was actually it actually showed up. So if you watch here, we talked about UFC one and UFC two. Watch UFC two and watch the Jason DeLucia fight, uh, the Jason DeLucia Scott Baker fight, and that's the first time we see a triangle in the UFC.
0: Okay. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so Jason DeLucia, that's how he beats um, Scott Baker is by Triangle Choke. Um, so watch UFC two, watch that fight, and you'll see the triangle choke. And that's kind of the first kind of kind of record of it actually being in a kind of a mixed martial artist mixed martial art UFC kind of fight here Very in the cool. United States. And that was what, ninety four? Yeah, ninety four.
0: Okay. Yeah, Sorry. I I had no idea.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So when you come across the UFC two, I think you can get the whole thing on YouTube.
0: Yeah, they they have all of the I think one through five for free. Um, yeah. I watched them all. <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah. So there. So there. There. If you need to see what the triangle choke looks like, or if you never looked at it, or you want to see the first MMA you know, record of it, there you go.
0: Awesome. Well, I, I learned something new today. Yeah. Me, yeah. Me too. And I, I just learned this this week, or I guess last weekend. But I was watching Pokemon with my son, and did you know that there is a jujitsu Pokemon?
1: I did not know that there is a jujitsu Pokemon.
0: I just learned it. His name is Graplocked. It is okay. a it is a fighting octopus and probably well, my my new favorite pokemon
1: well i can see well in <laughs> the name grab that's right i mean if you got eight arms you can put in that's a lot of yeah. rocks you he can put in.
0: he wears he wears a tentacle around his waist like a belt um probably
1: have an opponent yep we have a, a past opponent
0: <laughs> so yeah i just i i just wanted to drop one last knowledge bomb for today Oh, wow, the the jujitsu ju- Pokemon is graplocked.
1: Graplock. Well, when I get good, that's my move. I'm gonna call it the graplock. The
0: graplocked. If you if you find something that's that's new, that is that is yours.
1: New. For a variation of a uh, a variation of a existing move. <laughs> I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it the craplock. <laughs>
0: And hey before we go today, um, we got a, a, a question from one of the viewers on the live stream. Uh, they asked uh, you know well, like what what's, what's the, the size why like what's the, the size comparison I guess to us and the other people in the gym? Do we always uh, go against each other uh, or are we, are we going against uh, smaller guys and are there very many women in our gym? So, first off, um, I think you and I are definitely the biggest guys in our gym.
1: Well, I would say probably we're if probably top four. I think there's a couple of at least one dude that's probably a little bit bigger than us.
0: Yeah, there's I, I think uh, I'm wise, definitely wise, I think I'm definitely the biggest dude. Like as far as overall weight goes, um, yeah, I, think so. I think I'm the biggest guy. Um, I, I don't want to say by far because there's a couple of, of taller, bigger dudes. Um and there's, you know, a, a couple of, you know, shorter rounder dudes. Um yeah, but I, yeah. I definitely think we're 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 in the we're in the top one percent of the gym for I would say for we're our probably size.
1: The, as, I bet you yeah. I think it's probably you and one other person are probably the are the three billers. Um I'm probably just the the just shy of a three biller. And then I think everybody else is probably I would say probably maybe between two forty to two sixty, The other bigger guys, and which is uh, which is a super heavyweight. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah.
0: we're all still in the same weight class.
1: Yeah, anything over what two? I think two. I think I think heavyweight stops. At, I want to say like two twenty two or something like that. Yeah, like, I, don't, like that. I, I don't. Two or something. I don't. I, I don't remember.
0: I don't have the weight like, classes like, memorized.
1: <laughs> It's a crazy small weight, but yeah, yeah. But uh, with that, and so yeah, and yes, there's t- there's a lot of there's a lot of women that are in the gym.
0: Yeah, there are, are there are actually there're quite a few women in the gym, and they are there very very regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right. uh, there was just I think two Saturdays ago where they did a dedicated event just for the women in the gym. Yep, the girl
1: graph girls, girls. Girls and geese. Or girls and geese. Yep. Yep, girls yeah, and geese. Was, Yep, it was just dedicated right to right to them, right to girls and gays and out there smashing each other. And honestly, a couple of the girls from our gym, I mean, went and dominated in the, the just the.
0: Oh yeah, they're the, straight the, killers. Uh,
1: the IBJJF tournament that we had a couple of months ago. Yeah, so.
0: uh, a bunch of gold medals.
1: Yep. So yeah. So. And here's the thing, and I will tell you right now, I would not want to roll with a one of those girls because they will i they will crush
0: me, oh yeah, a hundred percent, I don't want to either, no,
1: and with and and too with that, I typically when I roll, I like i Darren and I usually kind of roll together just because we are bigger people, and I'm not i'm I don't want to roll with somebody that's smaller than myself, um just because I'm not as good as i i. I worry, honestly. I worry about hurting somebody that's smaller than me, not because I feel that I'm better than them, just because I'm not good enough to not hurt them. Do you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, and, Look, if I'm
1: putting if I'm putting a move on you, I can I can feel the resistance from you, um, and I kind of and I will kind of tr- crank it just a little bit harder. If I fight someone that's you know quite a bit smaller than me, even two twenty, I feel like I'm gonna, I will, I will, I will hurt them yeah i mean and not and not i mean i you know i'm a bigger dude obviously i'm a heavier dude but i'm a stronger i'm a stronger guy i mean yeah you are a very strong you know, guy in my you know i've i've been i in when i was a smaller when i was smaller i'd you know 200 and something pounds i bench. i could bench 400 pounds i could almost bench press to double my weight so i worry about cranking on a cranking on a joint you know I, I i'd be okay to choke somebody i mean because you know they're going to i can see them tap and i can do that and i can feel them but sometimes like you know like especially like in that that um arm violin that we did yesterday like sometimes your other arm is either trapped between your body and the other person's body or way out that you can't see hear them you can't see them tap and maybe yep. you don't hear them so i would just be worried to roll with a smaller opponent until i get a little bit more experience under my belt
0: yeah it and will I feel, and we haven't I feel rolled like I a whole lot too
1: no 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 no. like i would do I would, I would be okay to to roll technique
0: yeah like if we're just practicing like a certain move but you know to
1: practice technique absolutely but i would not want to roll i wouldn't want to actively roll with someone that's smarter than me
0: yeah I w- unless
1: we agreed to start in a unless we agreed to start in a position yeah, yeah, and I, full guard or something like
0: that. And I've I've rolled with a couple of the guys at the gym. Um, you know, the very first day I rolled, I rolled with a guy who was probably a hundred pounds lighter than me. Um, maybe not quite, but at least eighty. Like he's not a, not a very big dude. Um, and he wiped the floor with me. Like like flat out. Granted, I feel like I would fare a little bit better now that we've been doing this for for three months. Uh, <laughs> um. You know but it, it was the same thing like as we're doing stuff like i didn't want to put my full body weight on him and he's just like no go for it dude like because that's the my very first class this guy i trained with he you know we were doing the the paper cutter yep and i'm like i don't want to put my whole weight on you and crush you i'm like it's my first day i don't know what i'm doing he's like it's fine just <laughs> do it do it the way you're supposed to like i'll be fine don't worry about it nice. um you know and then and then I rolled with the uh one of the other big guys at the gym um and uh he beat me very very handily um he was he was very good and, and he crushed me super fast
1: mm-hmm.
0: part of that's my gas tank but part of that is he's just a lot better than me and somebody who's a lot better than me and uh, approximately my same size is able to beat me very very easily yeah
1: Especially if it's easy to empty that gas tank, which I think your gas tank's a little bit better. It's
0: getting there. It's getting there. It's not great. It's not where I want it to be, but um, I struggle with my gas tank right now. Mm -hmm. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. But all right, I I, we appreciate the question. So thank you very very much. And um, I don't have any other final thoughts for today. Is there anything you want to add? But before we close out.
1: Um, I don't, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a self, I'm going to do a selfish plug right here. Go for it. Um, so if you guys are interested for, you know, you know, presents for family members, or if you want an awesome rolling heavy, um, wood burning logo.
0: They're, they are, um, they're, they're sweet. I'm going to upload it as the, uh, uh, I got to take a picture of it, but I'm going to upload it as the, uh, um, episode I guess, uh, thumbnail.
1: Got you. Um, so go check me out. Um, I think we we can probably put a link in maybe, I don't know, comments or something.
0: Yeah, I'll put it in all Uh, the descriptions for you.
1: Yeah, put it in the descriptions or just go to Etsy. Check me out at, uh, Pyro Studio, Pyro Portrait Studio. Um, you'll see what I, you you see what I do. I do, I do custom word burning. I got some stock items in there if you want a stock item. I just did a, I just did a wicked cool, um, Frankenstein, because it's that
0: uh, it's that time that of year.
1: Time of year. So, um, but go check us out. Check me out. Um, I'd appreciate it. Just uh, look at it. You know, if you don't want to purchase it, but you think it's cool, tell your friends, tell your family. I'd appreciate any you know any any comments. You know, I'd, they're welcome. So. Yep.
0: And if you use coupon code ROLIN, you get ten percent off.
1: 20, yeah, ten percent off. Ten percent off the sales price. So.
0: There you go. Can't say we never gave you anything besides a laugh.
1: There you go. Yep, (laughs) left and
0: 10%. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Um, Well, I think that's all we've got for tonight. Uh, thanks everyone for, uh, for participating in the stream. We appreciate the questions. Uh, thanks Dave for the awesome topic this week. Uh, it was really fun to dive into the history a little bit more. And, uh, thanks to everyone that has, you know, continued to, to listen to us. We, we very much appreciate your support. Uh, if you have questions, if you have uh, topic suggestions, if you have word of the week suggestions. Uh, please send them over to us at RolandHeavyBJJ at gmail.com. And we will catch you all next time.